1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
0: The following podcast
2: is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones. The Walking Dead. Westworld. No, that's the West Wing. West, West World. There we go. There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities, the depth, the plot lines, the hidden story arcs, the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome... Welcome once again to The The One Show Show, the podcast that sneaks into The One Show's bedroom and shoves a critical bat up its nighty. I am John Holmes and once again we're here to go through a week's worth of what happened between 7 and 7.30 on a weekday on BBC One, although it's one hour long on a Wednesday of course, lest there not be enough room for tedious films about single-use plastic or diseases that affect salmon during the rest of the week. This week Matt Baker is scared of a telephone. Some bears and some dolphins from the 1970s get in a swimming pool and a chef off of MasterChef throws her thumb in a bin. Joining me to wonder at all of that majesty and more is occasional The The One Show show and unpaid intern Cornelius Mendes and, making his debut, actor, comedian, host of The Leak on BBC Wales and Magic FM weekend breakfast guy, Mm -hmm. it's Tom Price, everybody. Thanks,
3: thanks, guys. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for at having me. Of the,
2: last week, Tom, we yep. talked about Ronan Keating quite a lot with Jane Garvey, okay. who's obsessed with his Life is a Roller Coaster" hit. Yeah. And, Ro- and Ronan Keating, of course, is uh, your colleague
3: at Magic FM. Well, we are like ships in the night, because whenever he's off, I replace him. Yeah. So, uh, to be te- technically, because he's on tour so much, I he kind of sits in for me so now. So, we get a lot of work out of that. Everything's going very well. This <laughs> this jumper's brand new. It's um, very pleased with that. You know, thanks very much to Ronan and his very successful singing career. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, lo- they're lovely stopping the aren't
2: they? They were on the one show last week. Talking
3: about how Boyzone was stopping. So yeah, so it's twenty five years since they started. Mm. Running Keating was sixteen when the Boyzone started. Really? I was sixteen when this podcast started. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> wow, this has <laughs> aged you really badly. <laughs> really um, and yeah, they're doing they're doing a massive tour next year. For those of you who tuned into this podcast, hoping for some Boyzone updates, yeah. <laughs> 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 they
4: are. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're quitting, and so your well, kids will be going hungry. Well, that's
3: the problem. When boys don't quit and, and, and Ronan can commit yeah. fully to Magic Breakfast, I'm in big trouble. Yeah, all right. But so, po- podcasting, is a lot of money to be made in podcasting, right? So it should be fine. So did you watch the one show um, this week? Have you ever watched it before? So I've not watched it for ages. Years and years and years and no. years. And um, I did watch it, obviously, because I've done my research. I got back from Winter Wonderland. Yesterday, oh, yeah. oh. I know I went to the launch of Winter Wonderland with my two children and my wife, none of whom I particularly like, especially in the context of being in a large cold field in the <laughs> middle of London. Right? It was the worst of everyone, it was just yeah. a terrible night. And I was exhausted, and I got back and I was like, Oh, sh- by what's, what's the swearing policy on this? Uh, it's uh, you thull, can say shit. Thull. I was like, Oh, you fucking cunt, John Holmes. <laughs> I've got to do the one. So I got back at 10 o'clock last night and I watched two episodes of The One Show last night and I was so tired anyway. Anything I would have been doing would have felt like I was hallucinating. That's how tired I was. Yeah. (laughs) So I decided to take what I can only refer to as uh, TV acid. (laughs) I I dropped a tab of TV LSD and I watched two episodes of The One Show. And I was just like... Beth had gone to bed and I was shouting at, Beth, this is mad. You've got to <laughs> What is happening? There's dolphins in pools. That's and there's right. Cut what? and shut, and then there's Kit Harrington off the of Game of Thrones. It's incredible. This is how
2: it works. This is what they this is what they meld together. The whole pro- the irony of them doing a film about cut and shut cars I know, cars I've, I've got that now already, Bedworth
3: Yes. It's yes. like your whole program is this. Exactly Welded we've, together where it doesn't match We've got a little bit of That's Life And then a little bit yeah. of the news And some sports And we're going to put them together And people are going to watch them in a daze Because it's it's Well it's TV radio isn't it Everyone listens to my radio show Half listening And I think it's the same thing with the one show You watch it half watching at best yeah. It's We were talking about this oh, In fact we do a lot It's just television wallpaper It's just mm. on
2: It's got purportedly Five million people that watch it well, um, But they they're not, wit- nobody watches they it they Apart from it. us for this Yeah, That's yeah. it Everyone <laughs> else is just on in the background <laughs> with
3: noise and colour, isn't it? That's all it is. Well, it's that dreaded word which my, my mum uses to refer to all of her favourite shows. They have no quality at all, whatever, any of the shows she likes, but they're company. Yeah, that's it. It's company. Mm-hmm. So uh, what not, I'm saying is it's not lonely people. Not even. <laughs> In which case, what's this podcast for? <laughs> God, no. It's not even good
2: company though, is it? That's the trouble. Con, which ones did you uh, suffer uh, so this week? I
4: I, um, again, uh, for, this is my third appearance on this podcast mm. and the second time I've been given less than a day's notice, yeah, uh, yeah. which is fun. Yeah. So Last time I, you were drunk. So this is yeah yeah I'm sober today. <laughs> but today
3: you have said you're drunk on chicken because you had a large chicken for your lunch.
4: Yeah, I had half a full chicken for lunch. You're gonna um, have protein
3: slump, is mm, that a thing? Yeah.
4: So, but um, I due to the lo- uh, late notice, I had to watch it on the tube on the way here on uh, my phone, which obviously made me look insane. <laughs> tell me, <laughs> tell me you had watch? headphones on. Tell me you had headphones on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, yeah.
2: fine. But Were still, people just glancing over? Because yeah, yeah, I sometimes go... watch this on trains as well. Yeah, like, people do sit there yeah. on busy trains going. Sort of going, why is he watching the one
3: show? <laughs> also, I've come to a conclusion. You know, at the end of the theme tune, which is the best theme tune on TV, mm. you just hear one voice go, oh, <laughs> that is someone reacting to an episode of the one show. Because that <laughs> noise is how, at least next time you watch the one show and you hear that, ah, that's how I felt. At the Somebody end being one. tortured. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh. So let's talk. I mean, did you, which, I don't know which one uh, did you watch. I watched
4: Tuesday and a tiny bit of Wednesday. So, which was Tuesday, really was, was Tuesday
2: the cut and shut?
3: Yeah. Oh. yeah so
4: we've but all jelly, seen that Dancing Robots. Dancing Robots. Chef,
3: yeah. That Dancing Robots did not get enough attention. It was, that was a real, just a little fiddle, wasn't it? Halfway along. Just like, I, oh, I'll here's you, the Dancing
2: Robots, and we're moving on. I'll tell you what's happened this week, right? Because in the past few weeks, they've been obsessed with Matt Baker's Rickshaw, right? And his Rickshaw Challenge. What's happened yeah. is all the films that they've had sitting on shelves full of, you know, N- non time specific shit that they want to throw oh, out on the television. see, yeah. But we haven't had a lot of that because it's been all taken up with Matt and the kids on the rickshaw. Yeah. So now there's a surplus of, of shit mm. that they're trying to get out of these crappy five minute films where Andy Kershaw has gone to a port. Andy or- Kershaw
3: is the most northern sounding man I've <laughs> ever heard in my life. Yeah. Well,
2: yes. that's They sent him to Humberside. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to that,
3: yeah, obviously. Yeah, course, but the cut
2: and shot one was a brilliant example, wasn't it? Because, mm. because there was a. In fact, this brings me early on to my handbrake turn of the week. I don't know whether you spotted any of these sort of when they go from one subject mm. and cut and shut to the next one. Oh, there
3: was some brilliant. So ones. there was a
2: bit with, and this was the MasterChef Monica Monica Galetti, is it? I think yeah. is on MasterChef. So she was on. They were talking vaguely about you know uh, her her cookery and what she'd done. There were a few clips of MasterChef, mm. and then they said, "Now the key to a great dish is chopping up ingredients and mixing them together in the kitchen," but that can be a recipe for disaster <laughs> when it comes to second hand cars <laughs>
0: Well, we will be talking all things MasterChef, if you don't mind, uh, this evening. And the key to producing a great dish in the MasterChef kitchen is, of course, chopping up the ingredients and then mixing them together.
1: Yes, but that can <laughs> be a recipe for disaster when
0: it comes to second-hand cars. Mm. it makes sense now.
2: And even they, even Matt and Alex, right, <laughs> knew about that one. They knew <laughs> what was coming. And they, they, they even laughed their way through it. And you can see in their eyes going, this is fucking stupid. We I think
4: that's actually all right. Yeah. I'd... I'd... <laughs> It's I'd, all put that in context. Context. I'd put that in the I script I'd put that in the script I think they should be a
3: panel like on Strictly Come Dancing who judge their segues and just hold up <laughs> yeah, cards and go yeah. six which is what
2: we're doing here yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. I mean <laughs> I would give that a high score yeah yeah, yeah that's,
4: that's great enough. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, it's very hard two things to marry and yeah. I think they've, yeah. they've nailed that yeah. it's
3: an incredibly hard thing to do to put those together just to go oh we're talking about someone's cooking now cancer and they do it they do it really well the ones
2: that now Jane Garvey had last week had a good example stop
3: going on about Jane Garvey just because your last guest was Jane Garvey well, and right. got now it's and just Con. you Yeah,
2: she told us because she used to be married to Adrian Charles as she said mm. she told us of the best handbrake turn that he could remember from his time on the show last week, but she wouldn't repeat it on the podcast oh, right. because she wasn't comfortable with it
3: well now can we now repeat it on the podcast absolutely <laughs> <laughs> so, she's not coming back
2: presumably <laughs> well no but she didn't I mean, want to say it but I think it's uh, fine okay. fun, it it,
3: he apparently remembers one where he had
2: to go so that's uh, a very sad uh, He's got brummy isn't he actually Charles oh, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, a very yeah. sad film about cop death now, (laughs) squiddles. and she, she said it just was too awful to repeat oh but you go yeah but that's the point of these things isn't it That's yeah. that, well, that you can get away he got away with that
3: the worst one of those I ever saw was on Richard and Judy um, RIP just in case yeah. um, <laughs> by the time this goes out you never know yeah. and they were doing You Say We Pay do you remember that yes that I did. Yeah. they give away a lot of money like hundreds of thousands of pounds wow. but before that they were talking to someone who had lost her war pension her husband's war pension because of a clerical error she hadn't filled in a form properly when her husband died right and she put it in and she'd lost all of her income forever right so she was absolutely Screwed, and that was the interview. And they were talking to and She was like, "I've got no money. I don't know. I'm going to eat my." Great. It was really bleak. And they went, "We're so sorry." And they sort of touched her knee, and it was retouching. Really and then they went to a three shot, so she was still in shot. And they turned to camera and go, "Coming up, you can win 180,000 pounds on. You say we pay. Stay right there." And this woman, this woman is sitting there. These sort of programs, and the one show I think is, is king
2: of them is where you have to do that because you've got a limited amount of time. Except on a Wednesday when it's an hour, you've got a limited amount of time to get from one thing to the other, and you've yeah. got to do it in the. There's no other way to do it apart no. from to lurch ungainly between it's, the it's two. commitment isn't it you've got yeah. to commit oh to doing totally it. and i like it when they know and i like it as i did this week when they laughed at that yeah because and you could you could almost sense the gallery high-fiving each other <laughs> that was awesome <laughs> that was a good one yeah. um, but let's should we talk about the cut and film because yeah, that, yeah. that was a that was a quite an odd obviously off the shelf as i
3: say kevin dwala in coventry yeah probably recorded in february this year, oh, and they've just definitely. been waiting. For it. it's, a yeah. like, uh, yeah, it's a bit like it's like when sewage overflows, isn't it? And suddenly they're like, we've got to use the sea. We can't use the sewage plant anymore. We've got to just put it out there. They've got all these videos, yeah. and it's time to broadcast them. It was.
2: What did you make of it, Colin? There was an interesting bit, given the nature of what they were talking about, where they couldn't show what they were talking about. Did you spot that?
4: No. What I spotted was that uh, Melissa bought a pink Mini mm. that was dodgy.
3: Well, yeah, it was half Lego,
2: wasn't
4: it? Well, th- when has you ever seen a pink Mini anywhere? <laughs> that There's there's your clue. But it was
5: only pink on the outside. The inside was three different <laughs> colours, <laughs> yeah, which exactly. you think she would have noticed. She drove it to work and back for a few weeks until a friend, who was a mechanic, asked to have a look at it.
2: He started looking at it and he pulled a face and I thought... What's wrong is there's something wrong with it. And he said it's a cut and short.
5: An independent inspection revealed the truth. A more experienced buyer would have noticed obvious signs, such as the mismatched paint.
0: It was four cars put together and they said it was one of the worst ones
3: they'd ever seen really nice and the car's name is rover because that's the badge on the wheel yeah. really nice absolutely you find nothing wrong here at all
2: there was a, a forensic expert a car forensic expert this was in bedworth in the midlands mm. uh which is quite near my hometown where i grew up in luneaton oh, yeah. uh they're obsessed with they went to luneaton in a previous episode anyway um this guy was talking about how you can tell whether or not it's um cut and shut because they said it- well if it for the for the layman you know how how are we supposed to tell if we're not experts? because well, it, it's three different colours on the inside would be a clue. But he said, always check the number plate. Oh, oh that yeah, was great. Yeah, this, this is good value, this. Yeah. So this what, is, do you
4: recall? So basically, yeah, he said, oh, well, you can clearly, you can clearly see it's by obvious. the number plate on this Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. I was confused because I thought Mercedes was the name of the girl who would buy a pink Mini. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but if you look at the number plate, you can see that the screws are slightly different and they've been hammered in too much. Mercedes would never do that. (laughs) Just like
5: what? Done that? Imagine well,
3: buying a car with him next year. But what uh,
2: was great about it because it, because you can't broadcast number plates on television oh, in yeah. this context. The first shot of him talking about the number plate, the whole number plate was completely blurred out.
3: Yeah, I just assumed the number plate said something filthy. It was such a bad cut and shot. The, re- <laughs> the registration plate was just tits. <laughs> just
2: but they had to blur it out for that reason. So so he was explaining something we can't see. Amazing. And then it cut to a more of a close up where they tried to get in on the number plate to obscure the numbers and letters. Yeah. It hadn't. worked work well enough so they tried because he was talking about the screws they had to do a blur job a
3: blur job, yeah. a blur job. Yeah, a blur job.
2: <laughs> that sounds like
3: something else <laughs> yeah, blur, it happens in oh, i um, give you a blur job, blur job. <laughs> um, city of <laughs> culture's gone we're, just, we're back to blur jobs now
5: so what should members of the public be looking out for there are signs on that number plate that i yeah. can look at and say that's not right. That allegedly was put on by Mercedes-Benz themselves. Well, they wouldn't use those screws yeah. and they wouldn't sort of hammer the uh, screws in as hard as that. <laughs> They'd
2: had to blur the number play out but go round the screws with the masking, yes. the digital masking, which you think must have spent... Someone in the edit has spent a long time doing that yeah. for one
3: shot just to, to make it. this entire film Worth like. doing because that was a bit of gold. That's what happens in these videos. There's one nugget in every single one of those vids where you go, oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yep. Oh, I know that now about screws. Also, I love the, the cut and shut thing where you said the other signs that is with cut and shut. <laughs> the massive welding mark—it's <laughs> like it's like this scar down the face of the car.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, the
3: yeah, the massive scar, the the ripple of welding that goes all the way around the middle of the car. That was a clue, wasn't it? That was an indication that this wasn't real. I love that. They,
4: also, they didn't tell you what type of screws that they, Mercedes would normally use either. Mm. So we're still just none the wiser as to what
3: screws to look out for yeah. when buying a car
2: yeah well you know it's it's, public, it's a public service I mean
3: it's it, you know we all learn you've learned about
2: Mercedes screws that's fine
3: but also I, I have learned about Mercedes screws but also I like the fact that they tried to set it up at the beginning of the video and they were a bit overexcited. they were like we're going now to a warehouse where we think there's some cut and shutters some active cut and shutters like we was going to be it all got a bit line of duty it all got a bit Jed Mercurio yeah
5: PC Ray Johan is one of the officers on the raid. We're going to an industrial estate up in Bedworth, just outside Coventry, to recover car parts from unlicensed scrap metal dealers. We're two, three minutes away. We've been told that the subject is on the premises. Let's see what happens. When we arrive, the suspect is nowhere to be seen.
3: No, no, there's
2: no they weren't there. Yes. there was nobody there The man had got he got a tip off and left
3: <laughs> God, he's made lots of money He's off. He's moved to Bristol
2: the, um, Is that where you move when you've got a lot of money? Yeah, <laughs> I,
3: don't I don't know I love that
4: raid they do Because they found a van there yeah. And they're like, we think this van's part of the operation So we're going to break into it
5: Meanwhile, officers outside the unit Attempt to gain entry to a van that they suspect Is connected to the chop shop when they later manage to open the side door, they find yet more high end car parts inside.
4: And then it showed them trying to crowbar the back, mm. smashing a window in, and then they go, We eventually opened a side door. I was just like, You really shitted up a car <laughs> before opening a side door well, there. This is a locked
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fear. The fear of missing out. The fear of going out. The fear of flying. The fear of dying. Imposter syndrome. Spiders Pipes from Ghostwatch Dolls with buttons for eyes We're all scared of something But what are you scared of? Join me, Sarah Morgan, for The Fear, a podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. The secret lemonade drinker adverts. Geese. That time on Biker Grove, when animal Parling got shot in the face with a paintball. In each episode, I interview funny, interesting people I like, people like Phil Jupitus, Alice Lowe, Richard Osman, Riley Silverman, and Danielle Ward, about their biggest fears in a judgment-free environment. It is spooktacular. The Fear. And remember nightmares because they're an entirely appropriate response to the horrors of modern living. Hiring for your small
2: business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals.
0: You can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role.
2: The beginning of the week, though, as I said, all of these films cropped up this week. So there was Andy Kershaw in The Humberside. Sorry, can you say his name as you. Andy Kershaw! Andy Kershaw Andy carved Kershaw. out a nice little niche for himself in world music. <laughs> back in the day so he's there there's um a man having his hair cut that was another film uh,
3: another oh, by michael one. michael douglas having his hair cut by michael douglas <sighs> not that one not that one god yeah. i like that you mean the
4: mcdonald's film
3: yes mm. that that was so bizarre that was extraordinary the man himself
4: was weird it's like mm. you know at halloween when people dress as sexy versions of things he was sexy jacob reese mogg <laughs> oh
3: my god yes <laughs>
4: And That's so true. And it said, and this ne- the the title of the film was called I'm Not Loving It. And that it was introduced mm. that this man came up with a slogan for McDonald's and he's no longer loving it. When he and was he just, seven? Yeah, when he was seven. He, he, and you like. He won a competition.
0: Wow. When I was seven years old, I got the chance to enter a competition to write a slogan about why I liked McDonald's. And uh, the winner got to cut the ribbon on the opening day of the the new branch in Hampstead in 1993. Wow. Yeah, it was (laughs) the talk of the town. But not totally in a good way.
4: Yeah, this man came up with I'm loving it, and that's
3: what you're led to believe.
2: That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> then, that,
3: I was ready to be impressed. So he's was he? Like, oh my he's god. This guy, when he was seven, yeah, he was came like, up with I'm loving it. Hey, that's good. We should very, use that. Very good. No, d- have we all written down his slogan? Yeah. Should we do it together? Yeah. Oh, hang on, let me, let me find it. Wait, wait, wait. Ready? Okay, ready? After three. I <sighs> like McDonald's because, because there's a
2: wide variety, variety of food, food. food. And, my and my pal, pal Ronald thinks so too. too.
0: Nerd. <laughs> The slogan was, I like McDonald's because there's a wide variety of food and my pal Ronald thinks so too. Yeah, I was very proud of it and my parents were very excited. Pal, right? He's not your pal. No. He's hawking you
2: junk. That's what he's doing. Only about an hour ago, when I was looking through my notes, did I realise he
3: went Ronald McDonald. <laughs> God, Michael, I, thought just got <laughs> I thought he just knew someone called Ronald. Maybe that's what he meant. Maybe he said my pal Ronald because he's actually got a friend called Ronald. And that's and why McDonald's he won went... the competition. Yeah, there we go. like that. Please. There we go. Firstly... Well, there's the mad twist, isn't there? I mean, there's yeah, a ma- there
2: is a mad the twist. The crazy twist. But, but, but firstly, there wasn't a twist. Because Michael Douglas, whenever he does a film, mm. right, he always, it turns out, does this film... By cutting someone's hair. Yes. Because he's a celebrity hairdresser. I
4: never knew this. Yeah, that's the thing. So, I didn't know who he was. I didn't know he's a hairdresser. And just unexplained in the middle of the clip, the journalist (laughs) who was hosting this video cut the man's (laughs) hair. (laughs)
3: Last interview. That would be confusing. Sometimes shows are so freaky they would scare you. Surely cutting <laughs> <laughs> you were scared at this point. Like, I don't understand. I think in the context of the one show that makes entire sense. Obviously now I'm going, I've met a man from the who met who came up with catch catchphrase from McDonald's in the '90s, and now I'm going to cut his hair. <laughs>
5: Fucking hell! To make him slightly
3: less re
2: Mogg like. Yeah. Now, Giles Brandreth is doing dentistry on, <laughs> on a man you, who works in a sewer. I'm going
5: to fix his bridge.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Carrie doesn't just teach them how to sing halfway through a oh video. No
2: but he did cut his hair because I think when they asked Michael Douglas not that one to do be a presenter on the one show he said yes mm. if i can cut their hair because that's what i do yeah. so now whatever he does this it turns Ryder. into he does a little film and then cuts their hair to discuss it That's why he could never do
3: a film about me <laughs> yeah well, there's me. nothing there mate get get, off it, <laughs> get off, off it get off it Douglas
2: this man was embarrassed so i don't know where they'd found him i don't know why they where they'd found him why they'd found him <laughs> a guy when he was 7 it was a McDonald's in Hampstead that wasn't supposed to be there. There was a backlash from the public. that Of course, they are. Oh, they live in Hampstead. Mm. Then it eventually won because
3: they got the schools on side. He was a school kid. He came with that shit slogan. And so now it's twists. years so later. But, but three key twists. Yeah. Should we just punch out the three God. key twists? First of all, he's doing an interview on national television about winning the prize when he's seven. When he's seven, and, and he's now what forty and something. And he announces he's a vegetarian, which ruined everything. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Then it turns out he now works for PETA. Yeah. Or Peter. If the if uh, you know animal
2: uh, ethical treatment of animals people. Thing. People eat too many animals. Yeah,
3: yeah. That's People, it. Uh, and, and then, third of all, the McDonald's is now gone. Yeah. It's a pan-quotidian. Has uh, it? Is that
2: how pan, you say pa- that? pan uh, Every time I walk past a le pan I don't know how to say it. But I just say, uh, the pain-quotidian. <laughs> <The French> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pan-quotidian. People, yeah, yeah.
3: Quotidian.
4: I don't know what you're on about. Okay,
2: you're not sophisticated.
4: No. Have
3: you ever been
2: to a pan No, I don't, I've never heard of this.
3: There's
2: nice. a, a chain of bakery... <laughs> No, doesn't no. matter anyway that's there instead now and but the man's had his hair cut it's a pointless film oh. no one cares i don't uh, i don't yeah. know again off the shelf they've got to fill time now i was saying that they had to fill time this week because there was no rickshaw except then on monday when everybody thought the fucking rickshaw had long since departed no oh. who's in the studio everyone all the, all
3: the rickshaws it's the rickshaw. team rickshaw team, again, rickshaw team
2: rickshaw everybody in the oh. studio again
3: in high viz for no reason, they're just standing in a studio. I would say Team Rickshaw have now been on the BBC more than you did in your, what, 10, 15 years of being on the BBC. <laughs> That's probably Team true. Rickshaw have been on so much. Yeah. They're going to have huge careers off the bat. Well, of I don't. That's fine. I'm happy with that. Well, no, that. quite right, too. Yeah. Fact, they that. should come on this podcast.
2: No, they shouldn't. Okay, <laughs> no, they <laughs> there's, no, uh, there's no parking for rickshaws around, <laughs> around. <laughs> so, The team rickshawry on Monday, and this was one with Kit Harrington off of Game of Thrones as well. He looked deeply embarrassed to me there, he, didn't he? he? Did you see how they introduced him? Did you spot this? Oh, it
3: was really bad. <laughs> it was really bad. So, Kit Harrington off of Game of Thrones. Clearly, that's what he's best known for. And they decided to do an introduction where they did some special effects. Yeah. And they made it look like he was where, like up a mountain somewhere, and and they had an, an extra or a runner wafting.
2: Well, no, snow it was two of it was two of Team. Oh, was team that Rickshaw. was two of Team Rickshaw. Oh,
3: at that stage, I didn't know who Team. Yes, Rickshaw of course, because you haven't
2: been watching it. No, because I won't. Nor no. will I go
3: back to watching it after this. And he <laughs>
2: said, "Team Rick, Team Rickshaw." So uh, matter in the uh, epic journey, we've got him here in the studio. <laughs> 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 an epic, sa- it was epic saga. Yeah. And then he said, "But speaking of epic sagas, of course." <laughs> But he did, I don't think he said Game of Thrones. He just said, no. Kit Harrington's here. So if you don't know that, no. it's like, what? And, and then, of, a lot of people don't know who he is. Yeah. Then you've got, as you rightly say, one of Team Richel squirting some fake snow and someone wafting yeah. a bit of cardboard. Yeah, but you think he'd play along with it. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't. This is the thing yeah. So
3: if someone was doing A special uh, effects bit before You'd look a bit like Oh I'm, I'm wistful I'm at the top of a mountain Something epic is happening Facially And he looked like He was in a fucking Post office queue <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't he with, yeah, a totally light su- cool. with a light sweat on now, Yeah, we've seen Team
0: Rickshaw Battling the elements Covering huge distances In gruelling conditions All against the backdrop Of some incredible scenery An epic saga Yeah which makes tonight's guest feel <laughs> right at home. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of help from Team Rickshaw as well and some movie magic, let's welcome Kid Harrington! <laughs> uh, take a deep breath, as and go through the smoke. Good to see you. Welcome back to the one show. And uh, thanks, of course, for the music, ma- uh, movie magic to Kieran, to Phoebe, to Harry, to Maisie, to Abby and to Kayla. Team Rickshaw, we're going to be chatting to them later on. Thank you all, guys. You said you, said you wanted a career in television...
2: Back. And then he had to walk through all that, and he had to sit down. And then the first thing they said was um, they him a little bit about Game of Thrones, but without really explaining who he was, they assumed. And then they said, "Your favourite, your favourite scene in Game of Thrones, which fun they finally mentioned it, was when your current wife dies." Oh yeah. And, but they didn't explain at all. The the real-life actor Kit Harrington had married the real-life actor Rose Leslie, mm. who was in Game of Thrones, but di- spoiler, who died in Game of Thrones several seasons ago. Mm. But they didn't mention any of that. It no. was like an assumed knowledge. Yeah. Now, I happen to know that because I watch Game of Thrones. So,
3: massive spoiler, which is annoying if you're a Game of Thrones fan. Yeah. Also, then, there was the awkwardness over current wife, wasn't there? Gabby picked him up on that because right. Matt Baker said, your current wife, slightly, oh, <laughs> hey, you never know. She was like, well, not current, Matt, wife forever. <laughs> yeah. and, and Kit, just, throughout this, Kit's just going... No, nothing. Facially, there's yeah. nothing happening. Yeah. He just looks like... He looks like, is this, is this a tech rehearsal? Have we even started? So. <laughs> yeah. And and nothing much happens. And then... They were talking about sibling rivalry.
2: Oh, that's right. Because yeah. he's in a play which is about sibling rivalry, which is what he was promoting. He's dead posh as well, isn't he? He is quite posh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then, then they said, again, things we learned from the one-shot. Now, you learned about Mercedes and their screws. Yeah. Um, I learned that Kit Harrington once ate a cow pat. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Why? Because his brother made him do it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thought um, we had a lot in common, because he made you eat something pretty gross, didn't he? Yeah,
2: he did. He did. He, um, we grew up in the countryside, so Here we he go. would <laughs> offer me things and tell me they were other things. So try this new type of chocolate, which isn't chocolate, it's cow yeah. powder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Nice. It wasn't- so oh. they got into... And then they said, send us your pictures.
4: Oh, no, not... <laughs> what <laughs> Uh, send as
2: your Feces pictures Feces that look um, so good uh, You'd eat it If you
3: eat shit
0: Send <laughs> as your no, pictures mind, it Send Logical it in to Avengers. Shit Harrington
3: <laughs> Poor Shit Harrington so if you, t- eat, you eat shit one
2: time <laughs> If you're two girls Watching this And you've got a cup <laughs> Send oh, no. send us the send send us a video and we'll, we'll play it at the end. We won't check. We won't comply. Oh, no. We'll just stick it on air. <laughs> so they they said send us a picture of you doing something you've been bullied into by a sibling, basically, yeah, and that was their big shout out for what pictures they wanted. Well, let's
0: put it out there, actually. Yeah, we put so it, we it right out there. It, Do yeah. send uh, as many of your tales of family torment as you can uh, to the usual address, and then we will enjoy them a little bit it later have on. To be things Don't you... get any out there again. We're not trying to put any ideas out there. <laughs> anyway. I once uh, put a staple into my brother's. Girl, <laughs> yeah.
2: have you got a picture of it? Uh, I don't, unfortunately. Sent it but I
4: could have been a guest or something on the one show. I'm yeah. really desperate did to go on that did show. Did you now. make your brother eat shit though? No, oh, I was, but I proper, good. I put, you know, like I rested the stapler on his forehead yeah. and then just pushed him, thinking it like the staple would mm. curl around, but no, it went proper just into his skull and wow. it be like, been different
3: since oh, happened that oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's
4: all he could do yeah. oh, there's a staple in my skull <laughs> I was like yeah there is and it's
2: still there isn't
4: it <laughs> no I had to you remember those Does little tweezer things like, but for staplers <laughs> you used one of those <laughs> yeah has he got a <laughs> scar it out. no it's fine yeah
3: he wouldn't have a scar it's, it's quite fine. It's, it's small yeah. it didn't
4: fold around the other bit no no Cause no because it was it was flat yeah. so it was just bang into it <laughs> I should have put it half in and I could have hung stuff off it, like a little key ring.
2: Anyway, when Matt got into that, uh, he did it like he just had. He spontaneously thought of an idea. So they're yes. talking about civil rivalry, and then he just said, "Oh, oh, oh!" Um, I thought he oh, did that very oh, well. Oh, um, oh, let's put let's let's just put it out there. He <laughs> went, didn't he? Let's put it out there. Uh, do send us your tales of family torment. <laughs> it's like, you haven't just thought of that. It's literally on the altar cue. I mean, it's all planned. It's just, but he did act it quite well. many
3: we, torment?
2: We used to do that on our radio show,
4: John. So occasionally come up with spontaneous. That's ideas. true. Yeah. Well, this such <laughs> a Oh, it right, just happens. Out. There's a microphone here, and yeah. Cornelius is outside. All of a sudden, <laughs> wow! That wouldn't take forms and booking or anything. <laughs> forms. It was oh, great. Yeah, <laughs>
3: family <laughs> torment's just what you need on the one show as well. I mean, that's absolutely. But people just sending in, going, "Well, here's <laughs> us watching the one show." This <laughs> <laughs> story is by Ian McEwan called "The Cement Garden," and uh, oh god, oh god, <laughs> not that sort of family torment, please.
2: There was an interesting. That was an intro. There's an interesting outro
3: to the Andy Kershaw film. Can I just say, in terms of top your first topic up? You, you know, yeah. you're opening the batting on a Monday evening. Yeah. And you're going straight into Brexit,
0: <laughs> uh, right? Theresa May did her very best to uh, reassure business leaders today that her Brexit deal is the best on offer. Well, Andy's been somewhere that's a long, long way from the so-called Westminster bubble, where they say they are ready for whatever happens next.
2: There we go. Yeah, extraordinary piece. But of the TV. One Show doesn't do Brexit. I mean, well, it's not no. part of their. Raised on They've done it once before. They did a film about the Northern Ireland border a couple of weeks ago, which we were going, what? And all care. they had was a farmer leaning on a gate that happened to be in his field on the border, talking about the border. And they, yeah. but even though this is the one, you know, the, it's kind of the BBC's Brexit agenda going on. They're preparing us what's going on. Mm. But this was at the Andy Kershaw film in Humberside, but it was about ports and free movement of trade Yeah. in in a Humberside port.
3: Yeah. I mean, mate. Might- and
2: it was really port boring.
3: of Immingham, off they go. And it was saying, that there's a lot of space here. So if there are big queues, we've got space for them to queue, unlike Kent. Yeah. Back to you in the studio. I yeah. mean, that's basically what they did. But do. when they came <laughs> back
2: to the studio, this was remarkable. Because I've never heard them do this before. Mm. Uh, Matt Baker just said, thanks, Andy. Uh, and if there is any dramatic Brexit oh,
3: news yeah. throughout the show will bring it to you live. And then he did a little look off to an imaginary monitor. Did yeah, you notice that? Yeah. He looked off like there's a sort of breaking news screen <laughs> that Matt Baker will just... Yeah, but if
2: there's breaking no, breaking news, is the one show really the vehicle
3: for yeah, this? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
5: <laughs>
0: Thank you, Andy. And if there is any dramatic Brexit news throughout the show,
3: then we will bring it to you live. We will indeed. Minutes. Another cabinet minister has resigned. Yeah, there's just no way that would be the place to do that. It's there was a strange. bit
2: they missed after that where there was another
3: then chat to a bored looking Kit Harrington. Yeah, they show, I like the scenes. They showed some scenes from his play, which did you notice what they did with the scenes from the play? Gone. Put them in black and white. Hello. Isn't that it's art, isn't it? Because it's, it's, it's art. It's art. We've had Brexit, which is in colour. <laughs> but, but culture goes in black and white, because we've run out of colour film because of Brexit.
2: And they mentioned a bit of Game of Thrones again, and then said, well, uh, Belfast has played host to some uh, dire wolves, dragons, and one-eyed raven. No, three-eyed ravens. A
3: one-eyed ravens, very different. Yeah,
2: it is. Um, but, but what Jon Snow may not know... Is- <laughs> Right, is it also plays home to some surprising creatures. And then they went into a film about dolphins <laughs> and bears in a swimming pool in the 1970s. But nobody, but nobody, right? They just said, oh what Jon Snow may not know, again, Game of Thrones reference, yeah. they should have gone, you will know nothing, John Snow.
3: <laughs> Shouldn't they? I mean, they yeah. did. They should have just yeah. done that line. Done a little sketch. It doesn't make s- But can you imagine being the person who's putting that show together and they say to him at the beginning of the week, right, we've got a film on a dolphin in a swimming pool have you got footage of the dolphin? No. no, 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 no. It happened in the 70s. No one filmed it. Right. Also, there were bears. There were dancing bears by the. Po- Have you got footage of the. Da- no, 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 there's no, no, no footage at all. Anyway, that's the film. You've got Kit Harrington, Link. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But it didn't stop them, did it? did it? It did it. They committed to it, and it was good. Another film off the shelf there. Well, what
2: did you make of the film as a whole?
3: I thought it was disappointing. I yeah. thought it wasn't a great story because the story is summed up by the words in Ireland, in Belfast, in the 70s the biggest news event was dolphins and bears at a local leisure center. Yeah. Back when I
0: was a kid, me and my sisters used to go to the Grove baths every week for swimming. Then one week, it was closed. There was to be no swimming, no running, definitely no dive bombing. For a moment, every child around these parts was devastated. But then we found out why, and everything was okay again. Because you see, the powers that be decided to drain the poo, fill it full of salt water and put on a live dolphin show. Yes, you did hear me correctly, a live dolphin
3: show. To you in the studio, and, and they yeah. were
2: very keen to point out that um now that was 1978, so don't call in. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> what? Because, because, because,
2: because if you were affected by the in scenes, a pool and yeah. you
3: can't do that, those fucking dolphins will be phoning in. Just you, <laughs> <and> <laughs>
2: they, but they, they, they were oh, for keen. God's, God's
3: al- sake, years ago, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable.
2: They were keen to point out as well. They drained the pool and put salt water in there for the dolphins. They need yeah. to chuck them in a chlorinated pool. Yeah, Is that the
4: rule anyway? The if bear. it was in the past, you can still show it. 'Cause like well, a lot of things happened in the seventies, yeah, didn't they? But yeah, but let's do least... the black and white minstrel show. <laughs> and before you complain, it was years ago, so
3: it's fine. It was allowed then. Yeah. It's called the DLT defence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, what I found amazing about that story was that is the, the... Was that the biggest story happening in Ireland in the 70s, this whole thing? And it's an interesting context they could have gone into, is that that was at the height of the Troubles, man. That was when stuff was yeah dark in Northern Ireland at that time. What a difficult place to live, and so yet... They'd covered all that in the Brexit border film <laughs> a couple of weeks ago with the farm. <laughs> That's what's going to go back to after the hard border Absolutely comes back. Fine.
2: And on that cliffhanger, Part 1 of this week's The The One Show show draws to a close. We'll be back with Part 2 tomorrow
5: greatbigowl.com